Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. Hello and welcome to the Leveling Up podcast with me, George Swift. The Leveling Up podcast is here to give you the personal development, the entrepreneurial development and the business growth that you, the ambitious business owner, desires. I'm here to give you the inspiration, the motivation, but above all else, to challenge your aspirations to take you and your business to the next level. Don't forget, subscribe to this podcast and never miss an episode. And in today's episode, we are talking about probably the most important part of evolving as a human being, the most important part of growing as an individual, and of course, therefore, growing as an entrepreneur. I'm talking about self-awareness. For many, it seems to completely elude them. For some, they master it. But I tell you now, it takes a lifetime to truly master. And I guess the big question here is, can you ever truly be 100% self-aware? Well, I guess when you look at the conscious-unconscious divide, the answer to that is probably not. You know, 99% of everything we think, feel and do is unconscious. Even when we're most lucid, we're most alert, hopefully you listening to this podcast right now, you are completely paying as much attention as you possibly can. Even now, if that's the case, you're still 95% unconscious. That's 95% of everything you're thinking, feeling and doing right now is happening automated, running on automated programs, learnt conditioning through your life experiences, whether that's direct experiences or witnessing experiences of others or the teachings that you've received throughout your life, all this learning goes in and it gets converted into programs that your unconscious throws up completely out of your control in reaction and in response to either external events or your own thought processes. So the question is really simple. We've awakened as a species. We have a high degree of self-awareness in as much that we know we exist. We can have a conversation with ourselves in our head without going completely mad. We know we exist. I think therefore I am. So we have this awareness of being human, this awareness of being alive. But the question is really simple is how aware are we? And Bruce Lipton was the first person I heard that had uh, shared these statistics of, you know, the maximum we are awake is between 1% and 5%. We cannot be any more awake than 5%. It's not possible. The other thing that Bruce Lipton shared many years ago was the fact that the unconscious has an intelligence age of about the same as the average family dog, between about three years and maybe five, maybe six years maximum intelligence. In terms of our fear responses, well, they only have the intelligence of about an 18-month-year-old to two years old. What this means, of course, is is that 95 to 99% of your entire life is being played out at an unconscious level with the intelligence of between an 18-month-old toddler and maybe a five- or six-year-old child. Is it any wonder that for many of us, life isn't necessarily on the trajectory that we would self-determine? Occasionally, I meet people who are absolutely happy with their life, people that just have no ambition, they don't have any concepts of living a life other than what they are currently living. However, for most people, what you see is frustration. 
frustration that they're not being who they know they could be, that they haven't got the relationship that they would want, their health or the weight that they would want. They haven't got the business they want or the career they want, the house they want, the car they want, maybe not the clothes they want, the computer they want. So for many people, there is this frustration between knowing that they want something more for themselves or want life to be better for them, but equally being trapped seemingly into a life that they're currently living. With my success group members, my success group plus members, with my extreme growth mastermind members, I don't have to convince these people to want to be successful. I don't have to convince these people to want more for themselves or want more out of their business. They come to me because they're in this frustration. They know they want more than what they currently have. And they see an opportunity at success groups or extreme growth masterminds to obtain more of what it is that they want out of life to get more performance out of themselves that they know is there to fundamentally do what they need to do in order to get what they want to get and to break through some of these inertias, some of these frustrations, the status quo, if you like, of what life is for them today. I'm not here to convince anybody that they should be more successful. If you listen to me, you find me, you seek me out, it's because you already are looking for more out of life. And I'm here to help shift your perspective, your perceptions, to maybe give some education, some information, maybe impart some wisdom to help you facilitate getting more out of yourself and more out of life and more out of your business. But fundamentally, I'm not here to convince you or anybody that you should be more successful. So why is the world full of people doing personal development, being members of a club like mine, listening to podcasts like this on how to get more out of themselves, greater performance, it's because we are at some level aware that there is this separation between who we are, what we're doing, what we're achieving, and who we could be, and what we could be doing, and what we could ultimately be achieving. And that frustration is one that many people go on this journey of trying to bridge. For me, I have a, a, a simple quest and it always wasn't necessarily like iterated as simply as I'm going to put it to you right now. But the quest that I've been on my whole life, unbeknown to me for most of it, was how does life work? And for so many people, why doesn't it? So for me, life never really worked for me growing up. I couldn't quite get a handle on life. I couldn't quite make it work for me. I never quite felt like I fitted in. I never quite felt like I understood the rules of life. And it was always biting me on the arse. And I always felt a little bit excluded. I always felt a little bit on my own. I always felt a little bit of an outsider. Even when I was surrounded by my friends and surrounded in social situations, I always felt uncomfortable. I always felt like I was playing a game. I was playing a part. I was doing what I was meant to do. I was acting a certain way. But inside, I never really felt like I fitted in. And this put me on this quest of personal development all the way from, I don't know, 16 years old maybe when I picked up my first self-help book, all the way through to then following Anthony Robbins, going on to some Tony Robbins courses, and then taking my learning into uh, evolutionary psychology, evolution, going into neurosciences, psychology. And I've been on this quest my entire life without even knowing it for most of it, which is how the hell do I make this thing work for me? And then I realized on, on that journey that so many people I was coming across, they weren't making life work for them either. And then we started to attract these people like us where we knew there was so much more out there, but there was this inherent frustration, this frustration of feeling like you're being held back, this feeling like I know what I need to do, but I'm still not doing it. I know what I want to achieve, but I'm still not taking action to make it happen. Being fearful and doubtful in situations when you want to be confident. So what's holding you back? It's the unconscious. So 
If you want to progress your life, if you want to develop yourself, if you want to take yourself to the next level so you can then take life to the next level, your business to the next level, you need to use all of that self-awareness. The question I set out right at the beginning, can you ever be 100% self-aware? I would argue probably not given what I've just said about 95% of everything we're thinking and feeling and doing being unconscious, even when we're at our most lucid and awake and our most alert, it's unlikely that we're ever going to develop 100% self-awareness. However, developing self-awareness is much like developing any skill. It's a case of continually developing it so that you get better and better. You get more of an insight into yourself. Also, and I don't like the onion peeling kind of metaphor, but there is that kind of idea that you gain a degree of self-awareness, then you peel that layer back and there's another layer there and you peel that back. And I often refer to self-development and personal development as being like an excavation, like an archaeological excavation. You're constantly digging into the past and you're constantly digging into the present and you're constantly, you know, dusting things off and going a little bit deeper and you're trying to uncover things about yourself. You know, why am I being like this? Why am I doing this? Why am I not doing certain things? Why am I feeling a certain way? Why am I seemingly held back from certain things? Why am I successful at other things? And most people, they tend to go through their life and just accept these things. They live in that frustration of that awareness that life could be more or at least wanting more, but not seemingly being able to get it for themselves or do what they need to do. But for most people, they aren't aware that the secrets of who they're being are inside of themselves. You see, when you're born as a baby, you're born into an environment. And whilst a degree of conditioning of the unconscious does happen before you're born, to the larger extent, you're born an empty vessel. And you're there learning from the environment, that environment being obviously your parents, the people around you, the environment itself. And you're learning what's safe, what isn't safe. You're learning all the rules of life. You're developing these early computer programs that will help keep you safe and help determine your behaviors, your actions, your personality, if you like, moving forward in life to ultimately to keep you safe. But as I've said on many of these episodes, these antiquated, evolved responses that we have, you know, the fear and the doubt and the frustrations that we feel and the limitations we put on ourselves, embarrassment and guilt, a lot of these things, well, in fact, all these things, they're antiquated for modern day living. They're there to hold us back. They're there to keep us safe in an evolutionary past where the environment was so physically demanding, so treacherous. Today, life is safe. I'm not saying for every human being on earth, but for the majority of us, certainly if you're listening to this podcast, Life is pretty damn safe, certainly the safest it has ever been in our entire history as a species. And therefore, we have this unprecedented number of safety mechanisms playing out in a life and in a world and in an environment, a civilization where we are fundamentally safe. And those things, those mechanisms, those systems and processes, those computer programs, those learnings, those conditioning, plus all those evolutionary conditioned responses are holding us back from being who we can be and doing what we can do. What we have to do then is start to excavate, excavate into ourselves, start to get aware first and foremost of what we're doing. Personal development comes later. Self-development comes later. You can train yourself. You can recondition yourself. All that comes later. Before you can even touch on any of that stuff, you have to first know what you're dealing with and that comes with self-awareness. Now, when we're dealing with self-awareness, It's the equivalent of standing naked 
in the mirror. For many people, it's incredibly confronting. Back in the day, because we've always been so heavily focused on personal development and personal growth, we were sometimes seen as like the, the, the self-help group in inverted commas, the self-help guru. And, you know, we were kind of seen as a place to come if you were broken or a place to come if you were weak or vulnerable. And we went on a campaign to break that stigma about personal development, about our club being personal development. And what we said was really simple, which is personal development is not for the weak and the broken and the vulnerable. Personal development is actually for the brave. You know, to be brave enough to stand there naked, metaphorically in the mirror, and to see your flaws and to see the gaps in your game and to see them not from a a subjective perspective where you just look at yourself and just hate on yourself, but to be objective with yourself and objectively say, you know what, I like this about myself. This is working for me. Why is this working for me? How can I replicate that? But then also, of course, going into that chasm, going into that abyss of where we start to look at what we don't like about ourselves, the areas of ourselves where you know we're underperforming or we're letting ourselves down or behaving negatively or certainly behaving in ways that aren't congruent with who we would want to be. And it takes a very brave soul to dare to look at themselves with those objective eyes. Anyone can look at themselves and hate themselves. Anyone can look at themselves and pick fault in themselves. But to objectively look at yourself and to say, you know what? This is working, this isn't working. This personality in me is not working. This part I love, it's working really well. To treat themselves like their own project. When I first started really pushing hard on my own personal development, I really treated myself like I was my own experiment. So I didn't want to get caught up in it because you start looking at your flaws and your failings and your weaknesses and you start looking at these areas. And of course, if you haven't got immense self-esteem, It just makes you feel potentially shit about yourself. It makes you just feel less. And we will protect ourselves from that. This is why so many people, they protect themselves with arrogance and conceit. They protect themselves with these false personality traits because they don't find the truth. The truth being that maybe they're not all they think they are or there's weaknesses in there or even worse, aspects of themselves that they don't like about themselves. So often we have this duality, this duality of picking fault in ourselves and having low self-esteem, low self-worth, low self-confidence to put ourselves down and berate ourselves whilst equally not actually seeing the real truth of what's going on. We focus on things that we shouldn't be focused on. You know, we're focusing on maybe how we look or how we sound rather than focusing on who we're being or what we're doing or what we're attracting in life. The impact that we're having in the world around us. So the challenge of this episode is to get you to dare to stand naked, literally if you wish, but metaphorically in that mirror and and dare to see what maybe you haven't seen before. And that includes all the great that's in there as well. To dare to see the stuff you like about yourself, the stuff that's working for you, the character traits that you are deeply in love with yourself if you would only dare to acknowledge them. But also is to see the vulnerabilities, the weaknesses, the failings and the flaws. And when I'm talking about these things, I'm not talking about them in the sense of these make you a bad person. I'm using them as references for behavior traits or thought patterns or personality traits that are stopping you from being what you want to be yourself and stopping you from achieving what you want to achieve for yourself. This is not about me or anybody else telling you who you should be what you should be or what you should go for. I'm not even here to tell you that you should be better, that you should do more. I'm not here to say you should be more successful. I'm here to say that once 
you are aware of that frustration. Once you are aware of that opportunity, that life could be so much more for you, that you could be so much more in this world and that could give you so much more in return and would enable you to give back so much more in return. I'm here to help you bridge that void, the void of the unknown, the fearful place of what is it that I don't yet know about myself. Self-awareness is, quite frankly, the number one trait when it comes to progression in life. You see, we can blame external factors. We can look at external results. We can look at other people and their influence and impact on us. But if we're not willing or able to see our part that we're playing in the world, the part that we're playing in our relationships, in our health, in our businesses, in our success, in our financial success, if we're not willing or able to see our part that we play in this, we can never truly change anything. You see, when you're blaming external financial circumstances for why your business is not successful, you're never going to be able to fix those external influences. You're not going to solve Brexit. You're not going to fix a recession. And then you become a victim of this. And for many people, it's far more comfortable to be a victim of something else than to be the cause of something. For most people, they'd rather that it was somebody else's fault that they weren't successful than to accept responsibility that it was their own responsibility to be successful. It feels much more comfortable to feel that we're a victim and it's not our fault. Now, don't get me wrong. There are definitely external circumstances. There's external people and events that negatively impact your ability to be a certain way, take certain action, or to create a certain result. There's no question in that. However, if we leave the blame game at the door and we dare to look at ourselves and say, what am I doing that's contributing to this result? Who am I being that's creating this result? And where does that come from? Where does this behavior come from? Where does it stem from? It's not like therapy going back into the past. What you're saying is, what inside of me is stirring up this response, this action, this reaction, these thoughts, these perceptions, and therefore what's creating my behaviors right now that's giving me this result that fundamentally I don't want. And even the behavior that I can acknowledge in myself is also the behavior that I don't want in myself. I want to be driven and focused and ambitious, but I find myself sitting on the couch, you know, just, I don't know, eating ice cream and watching Netflix all day long. There's an incongruency there between, you know, who I want to be and who I'm being. Where does that come from? And then you excavate because you go underneath that and you go underneath that. It's not about necessarily just going back and back and back. This is not therapy. We say, well, it goes back to, you know, my 20s and that goes back to in my teens. And that, you know, sometimes it does. Sometimes you need to go on that journey. But actually, it's more of an excavation inside of your present self. So when I say, where does that come from? Yeah, you might say, you know what? That comes from, I can hear the voice in my head. That comes from my mum, my dad. That comes from my school teacher. I'm not going back there. I'm in the present. I'm in myself right now. Like excavating, you know, dinosaur. You're not going back in time. You're always in the present, but you're uncovering stuff from the past that's affecting the present. And we can make the links then between what's going on at a very deep level within us and how it's playing out at a surface level in terms of our behaviors and our actions. And therefore, we can make sense of what we're getting back in life. More importantly, we can then become empowered because we realize that fundamentally, I'm playing the single biggest role in what I'm getting back out of life. I'm playing the biggest role in terms of who I'm being, the biggest role in what I'm doing, and therefore, I'm the biggest role in what I'm getting back. 
And if I'm the biggest player in my own game, if I'm the biggest role playing out in my own screenplay of my life, then I need to get under the bonnet of that character. I need to find out what are the drivers and the motivators and what's missing and what needs adding. And a big part of personal development, I always say, you know, it's it's uncovering the best of who you are, maximizing the opportunities that you have from what you've already got, whilst discarding the stuff that's getting in the way, that's redundant or useless or even worse, that's physically holding you back from being who you want to be and getting what you want to get out of life, whilst adding the bits that you need. It's just like making the perfect cake, but without having a recipe. You taste it. And you say, you know what, it's a little bit too salty, so you remove the salt. And you say, it's a little bit too sweet, so you adjust the sugar levels or the fruit levels. And you say, it's a little bit like this, and it's a little bit like that. And there's certain ingredients you discard altogether, and there's certain ingredients that you need to maximize and boost, and there's other ingredients in there that you need to add. And personal development is about having the awareness, the awareness of the best of the ingredients that make up you, and then maximizing on the use of those It's having the awareness of what isn't working, what's holding you back and discarding those. And it's having the awareness of what's in the gap, what's needed, what are the secret ingredients that are missing in you for whatever reason that are going to take you to the next level. And it all starts with self-awareness. Now, if you're not used to looking at yourself, if you're not used to going on the excavation, then I would encourage you to start with the external. So start with your life. Start with the elements of your life that you're frustrated with, that you're not happy with. You know, if you're looking in the mirror and you're overweight and you really want to be slim and you really want to be healthy and you really, you really want to be more vibrant and have more energy, but you still see yourself, you know, in the mirrors, this representation of something that is not what you would choose for yourself. Then what you do, you go one layer back and you say, what is it I'm doing that's creating this result? So you could blame McDonald's for their marketing. You could blame all the sugar companies for their marketing. You can blame the manipulation of the mass food industry for making you fat. And to a degree, they have a huge responsibility in this. But fundamentally, you're putting it in your mouth. So you look back and say, okay, well, I'm the one sitting on the couch eating McDonald's every night. Or I'm sitting on the couch drinking two bottles of wine every night. And you say, right, why am I doing that? And you uncover that. What's triggering that? What's creating that? Where does that come from? What, is, what do I think it's giving me? Or what do I think it's protecting me from? All these different behaviors. The same with business. You're not doing sales and you know you need to do sales. If you listen to this podcast for more than about four episodes, I bang on about sales all the time, right? So you know you need to be doing sales, but you're fearful of sales. So you can force yourself forward and just do sales. There's a big part to play in just doing something to create new habits and stopping something to to break old habits. But you might want to go on that excavation and say, you know, what is it? Why am I not doing sales? And if you're not sure that sales is a problem, look at the external result. If you're not making enough money in your business and you're not doing sales, the chances are it's a sales issue. Then you say, why am I not doing sales? Because I'm scared of rejection. You say, why am I scared of rejection? And it might take you back into some past issues or it might uncover some stuff you've never seen before. And you go on this excavation. Once you start uncovering what's there, then you can start setting about how to create change. As success groups, Extreme Growth Masterminds, we are pushing personal development all the time. We run these two things concurrently, business growth and personal development. 
Within that, we also have entrepreneurial development, which kind of straddles the two. So entrepreneurial development is the, you know, the entrepreneurial mindset. So it's the personal side of things, but also it's the entrepreneurial development in terms of the skill set you need as a business leader to be able to take your business to the next level. And business growth is the mechanics of growing a business, the mechanics of creating a successful business. But we push so hard all the time on this personal development agenda because if you don't continually grow as an individual, then you become the biggest limiting factor in your business's ability to be successful. And I want to take you out of that equation. I want you to be ready to be built to have far more success than what your business is currently delivering. What that means is you get out of your own way. Now it's a case of just solving the business skill set. It's solving the business model, the pricing, the marketing, the sales, the t- all those things. And I'll tell you now, they are easier to solve than the internal issues of personal development, the personal issues, the self-imposed limitations. These things can really be quite hard to resolve. So you constantly push your personal development so that you keep out of your own way. You keep ahead of the game. And then it's just solving the business problems, the ABCs of how do I take a business from startup to 50 grand, from 50 to 100 to 250 to a million to 10 million to a billion, wherever it is you want to get to. But it starts with self-awareness. Okay, awesome. Thank you for that. I challenge you to stand naked, literally or metaphorically in front of the mirror. Dare to start seeing what's going on inside of you. Start doing that excavation and then you can start applying your personal development in meaningful ways. If you are a small business owner and you haven't yet hit 100 grand in turnover, I've got the six-figure fast track. It's a webinar masterclass that I've created completely free of charge for you, the five-figure service-based business. It might be you're doing 20 grand, 30 grand, 40, maybe even doing 50 or 60, but for whatever reason, you haven't yet broken the 100k mark. If you want to know what's it going to take to take your business to 100 grand in revenue or more in the next 12 months, or less get yourself on the six figure fast track you'll find that at biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk forward slash fast track i'll drop the link in the descriptions as well get yourself and your business on the fast track i'll take you through the six figure mindset you need to have in place we'll test your model and see if your business model is up to doing 100k if not we'll start looking at what you can do to fix that and of course we need to look at your day-to-day methodology what's the stuff you need to do to hit six figures and what's the stuff you need to stop doing that's holding your business back unnecessarily get yourself on the six figure fast track i'll put the link in the descriptions i'll see you next time and of course until then as always be successful leveling up extreme business growth through raising your game when what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary you know you've leveled up 